We're hearing it time and time again. California's loss is a game for Texas. This is the right place to begin the next chapter of Tortoise history. We get a lot from California right now is what we're seeing, a lot of influx from there. I hope California doesn't get too mad at us. For me, it feels like I'm in California without the coat. They're very uh, accommodating, and they say, welcome to Texas. I lived in California for my whole life, and I never once said, welcome to California. We're taking a closer look at why so many people are leaving the Golden State for the Lone Star State. The mayor of Plano, a Dallas County Commissioner Court judge, and relocation realtor are all here this morning. This is Lone Star Politics from NBC5 and the Dallas Morning News. Good Sunday morning. I'm Julie Fine from NBC5 along with Gromer Jeffers, political reporter with the Dallas Morning News. Gromer, always great to sit here with you. Good to see you. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm great. We had a great show ahead. If you're a 60s television buff, you may remember the Beverly Hillbillies moved from Texas to California. The reverse is now the trend, with 1 million Californians leaving the Golden State between 2007 and 2016, and most headed here to the Lone Star State. This morning, we're taking a closer look at what's attracting so many here. And joining us first is Plano Mayor Harry LaRosselier. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, Mayor. Thank you for having me, Jilly. Your area really benefits from people from California coming here. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of influx from uh, Californians in our North Texas area. I think the last number I saw is about 8,300 a year coming right in the DFW area alone. And uh, there's a number of reasons. We, uh, specifically in Plano and a lot of our surrounding cities, you have safe cities, great schools, terrific city amenities. And then the kicker on that is no state income tax. It's all compelling reasons to, to come join us in the in the Lone Star State. Yeah, I bet when they see those home prices compared to California, and the bang you get for the buck, they probably like, wow. Yeah, they, they you know, they were a pool too. Pool, pool, <laughs> uh, maybe a third, a third the house, and um, uh, in, t in terms, a uh, third the cost rather, and uh, two times the size of the house. It's it's a good value proposition. But mayor, how has it how has it changed? For instance, your community. I know there there there's a, you know, Plano, a historic sort of. Northern suburb and out. How has it changed with the influx of Californians? Well, I, I think when that's not when you think about it, it's not only the influx of Californians. Really, from all around the country. You're a New Yorker. Yeah, I'm right? New York, and you you probably talk to ten people in the in the Plano area. Half or uh, two uh, thirds of them came from somewhere else, uh, and we see a lot of the migration from all over the country in our area because of those exact reasons. Uh, it creates a sense of diversity. Plano is one of the most diverse communities uh, in the area. We're 43 percent non-Caucasian when you think about that and 60 percent non-Caucasian within our high schools 80 native languages spoken within the families of our high school students it's a tremendously diverse uh, tremendously diverse community and the workforce uh, and the companies that are coming are attracting that with so many people coming here though it does create certain issues like traffic yeah so mobility will always be a, a concern because there's 76 people a day coming to Collin County. Plano in itself is not growing significantly. Since I've been mayor, we've only seen about a 1% uh, population growth annually, but a lot of the growth is happening north of us, and we're getting that path through traffic. And so uh, we're working in terms of creating uh, 
using technology and finding the ride-sharing economy to alleviate some of the concerns that our citizens are having with mobility. Has, has the whole issue created some pushback, sort of the keep Plano Plano perspective? And how do you respond to yes. that, that you're growing so fast and you got so many people coming from all over that you're, you, you're losing that old old time feel. Yeah, so keeping Plano Plano means keeping Plano excellent and we maintain a level of excellence in our services. Safest city in America, population of over 250,000. Our schools graduate 98% of our kids. Uh, uh, we, we're, we're well known for our, our city amenities. So as long as we deliver that and create a sense of community and space and place for people, we're, we're the same Plano we were uh, seven, uh, 20, 30 years ago, it, we've just evolved into a different, different look. You talk to the businesses that are relocating here, some for, again from California. What are they saying to you makes it so appealing for them? So it's interesting, we often hear about taxes. That's usually number four or five on the list. Uh, number one, uh, when you think about a, a company relocating, it's really the people that matter. It's not the building. It's not the, the, the real estate and the property tax that generates the, um, the value proposition. The company needs to make sure that they maintain their culture. So they have to move to a place where they know that their, their employees want to come and live. So what, are, what is most important to families? Safety. They want to make sure that their families are safe, they want to put their kids to school, great schools. They want to be able to move from point A to point B and you're coming from California and you had a 90 minute commute each way and, and now in Plano, you work in Plano, maybe live in, in Frisco or McKinney and it's a 30, 25, 30 minute each way. That's uh, pretty compelling and then on top of that, you got a central time zone, you got the DFW airport, uh, you have the accessibility to move to and from uh, the, around the country. All good reasons to, to be here. So let's talk about the politics of this. Um, you're nonpartisan, right? I, you run as a nonpartisan person. So the Californian that's moving to Plano, what type of Californian are, are you getting? Are they progressive? Are they liberal? Are, are they conservative? Well, I, I think, yes, I think it's all the above. Real, realistically, I think, again, if you think about and put it in context, 8,300 right. Californians a year coming to the DFW area. North Texas area is about 3.7 million, so it's not moving the needle so much in terms of volume, but what you're finding in our politics in general is a desire for people to have so, uh, that, that centrist type of, uh, of, of governance. And it's, being, it's easy to blame it on California, but I think it's the reality of who we are as a country that most people want, are really somewhere in the middle, center right, center left on most issues, and that's, why, that's how they want to see us govern. Beto O'Rourke won Collin County, last, or not lost Collin County, but he got 46% yes. of the vote. Uh, is that because of the, the, the migration of folks from across the country into Collin County? Yes, I think it was a perfect storm for Beto. Uh, when you think about, he was a very charis charismatic uh, candidate, and he was running against a kind of unpopular uh, senator for, in many people's eyes, and so that that and then you saw and then you're seeing the you know the purpling of 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 uh, Texas not because of California because of just the demographic shift um, those all were contributing factors. 
So do you think that you will continue to be able to accommodate everybody that is coming to Plano? Are there enough houses? Are there enough houses? And also, does this drive up the price for people that live here? Yeah, so affordable housing is a major issue. Any thriving city deals with that because it's supply and demand. Um, we're, we're basically uh, capped out. We're at about 285,000 in population. Uh, we'll probably stop at about 300,000. We're landlocked, so most of the growth is happening north of us. And um, and the housing cost is, is an issue. And it, it's really married to the mobility issue. Transportation and housing, I think, are go side by side because um, if you, you can't live near where you work, uh, then it becomes an issue of how to get there. And so if we can solve the, the transportation, the housing, be, the affordable housing becomes a little bit more yeah, workable. Yeah, talk about affordable housing, that big mansion you live in. Right? But, uh, you see, you, he, he, he says that's it every a preemptive time. strike. Every that's time. a preemptive he says it strike. Every time. So I know what you want to say before we say goodbye to you. Plano, Texas, baby. Believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mayor, for being Thank with you. us. We really appreciate you. having you. All right. And still ahead, relocating from California to Texas has become big business for a local realtor who once called the Golden State home. We'll talk with realtor Marie Bailey. But first, another California business setting up shop in North Texas. We're talking to Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins about Uber's decision to open a major hub in Dallas. We could soon see even more Californians coming to Texas with news this week that San Francisco-based Uber will open up a major hub here in Dallas. This type of win is a signature uh, win for our city, and I'm, I can't emphasize enough how important it is. To talk more about Uber's decision to choose North Texas, Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins joins us this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Great to be here. Let's talk a little bit about Uber coming here. What do you think really solidified the decision for them? Well, it really started back in 2012 when they chose Dallas to be their first market. Um, and back then, there was a lot of, of uh, concern about uh, their how much insurance on the cars and what the rules would be in the various cities. So we worked with them through the North Texas Council of Governments, not only to get them predictable regulations um, and a fair, a fair system for, for our Dallas County cities, but for 10 counties around here. And that really started that friendship and that relationship so that we were the, one of the first to get Uber Eats. We're gonna be uh, the test for Uber Elevate, the, the taxi, air taxi service. And then um, on this, um, because of that, that relationship um, and their belief in getting things done here, that, that really, really helped. So the economic impact, what's that and, and how big of a deal is this for North Texas? Huge deal. You're talking about in 20, 25, what I estimate will be a $400 million a year payroll in historic Deep Ellum. And those folks, of course, will be buying homes, buying cars, going out to eat, um, you know, going to the dry cleaner, spending that money here. That's going to have a, a huge impact. Two-thirds of those 3,000 employees will be people that don't work for Uber now and are hired from right here um, in, in the Dallas uh, County area. So it'll be a, a great thing. And then there are studies that show that jobs like this bring with them and create three more jobs similar to theirs um, when you have a big relocation or uh, expansion like this. So more companies will be uh, moving and expanding here. Uh, Uber is at the cutting edge of the change to autonomous driving. And as that happens in more and more technology, uh, comes with that, there'll be companies that want to relocate here to Dallas to be close to Uber. So does this create, though, we just talked to the Plano mayor about this as well, an affordable housing problem? 
Um, well, you know, we've all got to work together to make sure that we have a good housing stock. We're very blessed in Dallas County to have, um, you know, a, a strata of housing. Um, we're not seeing the sort of extreme uh, housing problems like San Francisco, where Uber's coming from. But we are seeing uh, gentrification rear its head in many neighborhoods, and, and we've got to work to, uh, to address that. Um, you know, when, when Mayor Johnson um, was uh, in the, uh, Representative Johnson, uh, he and, and I uh, um, and others uh, supported a program to deal with gentrification through changes in the state uh, legislature's law. I hope that um, we can push on that some more and see if we can't get some of the laws in Texas changed to protect people so they stay in their homes and aren't priced out of their homes. Of course, it's not just Plano, but folks from all over the country are moving to all parts of North Texas, yeah. Dallas area included, right? Uh, how has that changed, you think, uh, the Dallas County community? Oh, it's changed uh, tremendously. You know, just in the last uh, 10 years, uh, we've had uh, over 300,000 people move to Dallas County. So, like, more people have moved to Dallas County than are in the entire county that Waco is in. Right. Okay. So, just that have moved here. So, and it's made it much more diverse in many, many ways. Our economy has diversified so that there are more sectors to it. Our population has uh, diversified. So, in the city of Dallas, one-fourth of our, of our population is foreign-born. People are coming from all over the world. Uh, to share in this great economy uh, here uh, in in uh, Dallas County. How do you think it's affecting the politics in Dallas County? Um, well, uh, you know, I think the politics in Dallas County are getting more progressive and more welcoming. Um, you don't see the sort of, of, of fights uh, now that you did uh, 10 years ago. Uh, for instance, our LGBTQ community uh, in Dallas County uh, is not facing the sort of, of explicit discrimination um, by members of the political body that they were facing uh, 10 years ago. And, and I think at a time when um, our, our country is doing some very shameful things uh, to immigrants, uh, Dallas County stands as a beacon of being a welcoming place where every man, woman, and child who lives here is valued as a human being. And now you got to get the new folks not just to vote, but to run for office, right? To uh, participate in the political process. That's right. Po uh, you know, democracy b works best when everyone who's eligible to participate participates. And we, we, for instance, we've spent $32 million in Dallas County to bring to you countywide voting, the machines that make it easier to vote, machines so that you can vote anywhere in the county on election day. You don't have to just go to your precinct. Um, and that's going to be so important because they've done away with straight party voting and that, that could lead to longer lines. So we're trying to make it easier for people to participate. You're absolutely right, Gromer. We need more and more of the young people that make up this diverse um, and dynamic population, uh, not just to be mentored, but to step up and lead. And we're seeing people do that with, you know, great new leaders like uh, some that we've got on the city council and school board uh, here recently. Judge, we appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much for being Thank with us. And still ahead, turning the trend of relocation into a business. We'll show you how one Californian turned North Texan is doing just that. We'll be right back. The growing number of people making the move from California to Texas has meant big business for realtors. Marie Bailey of EXP Realty specializes in those relocating from California. She joins us here this morning. Thank you so much for oh, being here, Marie. Yeah, thank you. So let's begin with this. I mean, you were really sure. able to make a business out of this. Yes. How did it happen? 
So we moved to Texas or from California two years ago, and I decided last January to specialize in Californians moving to Texas because that's what we did. And I can empathize with the route and you know the reasons that they're coming here and why they're coming here. So what are the reasons that they're coming here and why they're coming here? And how do they like it when they get here? So um, the top three reasons usually that people are coming here, number one, cost of living, number two, quality of life, and number three, there are political reasons that people are leaving. Um, and the vast majority that I see in my group, they love it. There are some people that don't, and I like them to talk to because I want to make sure that Texas is the right place for someone, you know, I'm not talking anybody into coming here, right. but just creating, you know, a place for them to get information. So, so what do you mean by political reasons? So California is um, very, very left. It's not, you know, your typical liberal state. Um, you know, they have a lot of issues. And instead of focusing on some of the issues that impact our everyday uh, residents, they're doing things like banning straws. So right. like, for example, um, my husband had an 11 mile commute to work and it would take him about an hour to get to work and they purposely took away lanes uh, because they wanted to do something called a road diet to get people to take public transportation. Uh. So instead of making it easier for people, they purposely made it harder for people. Were you surprised when you arrived that there was enough of a market that you could only have a business based on Californians moving to Texas? I can work with everyone, but um, no, I actually have 20 years in sales and marketing. So I knew going in that this was going to be my niche. And I knew, you know, that the people in California are very, very unhappy. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them are very unhappy. And um, they were really following my story because I love social media and talking about my family and they the people that I knew loved my story. So they would ask me, okay, where'd you move? And, you know, I want to hear about it. So that's when I'm like, okay, no one else is doing it like this. So I'm going to do it. And so the things that I do focus on like real life, like I want to know like, okay, what's the nail salon like? What, how much does it cost? Like, so I'll videotape and I'll do tours of like the mall. The mall might not be that different, but, um, like, I want to know what the mall is like, or is it like all cows and pasture, you know, think like the minutia of life. People want to see that. You've, you've listed a bunch of reasons why people come here. When they get here, have you ever heard of anybody saying in California saying, you know what? I want to go back home. Yes. I, you know, Texas is just not for me. Yes. Okay. Um, most, re mostly they will say it's too hot. Too so, um, and um, there's also a lot more to do in California. Like you go to the beach any day, you can go to the mountains. There's no ocean. In yeah, Texas, there's right? no ocean. So um, I don't no. see a lot of people going back, but when I do hear about them, it's usually those reasons. But it's an unusual thing you're saying when somebody... In my experience, but I'm sure there's more people out there, but my in my particular following, um, yeah, the, it's it's not that many people. Do you find that people are coming and they're saying, wow, I'm getting so much more house for my money? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and they are. I mean, um, the house that we sold in California was $800,000, 1,500 square feet, and it was built in the 60s, wasn't very updated. Um, that house you could buy out here for maybe $200,000. Yeah. So, or a nicer house. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and with the pool, right? Yeah, yeah. You could get. You definitely can get a lot more for your money. And some of the things that people talk about um, that, like, when we moved here, they were like, my mom, she was like, 
there's bugs, electricity is going to be more, you're going to hate it. Electricity here is actually less expensive. Um, and other than mosquitoes, I, personally, I haven't seen this crazy, you know, impact of bugs. Marie, we totally appreciate you being here with us today. And that's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us this morning. We'll see you next Sunday.